0: It's the South Side's own Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and
1: the ESPN app. Jepenny Chase and dropped drop in the 15-yard line. Roquan, the chef, Smith. <laughs> Roquan Smith, he's the highlight show of this defense. In the ring,
2: Steve has got him up. A slam, But Blair, he's not great one, two. He did it. He did it.
1: Steve O's playing weapons. And Blair has done it. Blair has done it. And there it goes. Abreu massacres this ball to left center field.
2: To the Hood with Jonathan Hood, weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
0: I'm from Chicago. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN 332 3776 is the telephone number. Hit me up on Snapchat, SnapJ Hood. You follow me on Snapchat, I follow you back guaranteed. Also on Instagram, IGJ Hood, as we broadcast live from our first Midwest Bank studios. For the love of my
1: life. Mm-hmm.
0: will bear down coming up at the bottom of the hours. Uh John Fox got something right for once. We'll hear from John Fox uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour. Also, we have Tales from the Hood, Stories of Sports, Entertainment, and Else in Between, and of course, ah uh, my favorite coming up in a little bit over an hour from now, the hot taker, Ryan Hollins. Yes, Ryan Hollins, who uh lost a bet to me. He lost a bet, Waddle. yes, he lost a bet. How About this, your expectation for Game Four is for the if if a healthy Clay is good enough to play, you believe the Warriors will win, right?
3: They absolutely win. They absolutely win. I give you like ten free interviews on the house if they
0: win. <laughs> Oh yeah, ten free interviews. So we will hear have, hear from our guy Ryan Hollins, interview number two of ten that he owes us right here on ESPN One Thousand. We turn now to the newly married Jordan Cornett, my my friend from ESPN, part of Spain and Company on ESPN Radio, and he joins us, looking like me.
3: Hello, JC. You, you know, our people are people gonna go crazy that we're both in here and we, and we sound so similar? The one thing I'm trying to figure out, Hoodie, is yeah. does this make me now Hood and Company? Like I'm just Company. <laughs> like Shay at home just calls me Company. I don't even have a name anymore. <laughs> I- how good do you have to be to finally get your name on one of these shows? I'm still so- ESPN's got to tell me. I got to figure it out. j Hood and JC is fine with me. Yeah, heaven I- forbid I-, I-, I get my name on one of these things. Heaven <laughs> <laughs> forbid it's so. Cap and Cornet. Whoa, no way. Wait a minute, now you just you just came from your honeymoon. <laughs> You should be chill. I'm not chill. Coming back to the the traffic, the chilly weather, although today was beautiful. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, you go away for 12 days on a beach, it's really hard to come back, man. Right. <laughs> it's really hard yeah. to come back. Me and Shay had a, a fantastic time. The wedding was great. We are definitely riding a high right now. Call me company, whatever. You can call me anything. I'm a, I'm a happy man right now. That's
0: good, man. Congratulations to you. Thank you very much. Man, she she's got a lucky man.
3: Thank you. I like to. I like to. Uh, How about wait,
0: that? wait.
3: Oh. <laughs> no, that's not it. I thought that was a compliment. There. That is a compliment. You're too slick, man. She I got to be on my toes with <laughs> you. I'm not used to that when I'm sitting in this chair. <laughs> Autopilot.
0: <laughs> Listen, man. I mean, I know you talked about this with with Sarah, and we were just talking about in this last half hour. And there's been so much news. Is there anything like NBA
3: drama in the free agency? There's there's so much. Look at the stack of papers. All (laughs) this news. But you know what's great is, for one, it keeps us talking about the NBA, which I love. I'm all about player empowerment because I like these guys saying, hey, I know what my value is. So it's one of the few professions, sports, where you can't predict where you're going to go. You can't say, oh, I want to go work for ESPN. I'm going to try and get a job there. Right. But wait, CBS drafted me. No, these guys get pulled in different places, and then ultimately when they realize they have the power, they decide where they want to go. So the Kawhi Leonard decision drives people nuts, right? right. This guy just won a title. Why does he want to go somewhere else? Because he may, and he hasn't said anything. Kudos to him. He's kept quiet, put his head down and won. But he may want to go home. He may want to go to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He doesn't seem like he wants to join the superpowers of Anthony Davis and LeBron. He might just want to go to the Clippers. But what Kawhi Leonard has become, in my opinion, is the most important person in the NBA, the most powerful person in the NBA. Yeah. That trumps LeBron. That trumps any of these other names out there. Kevin Durant he, he, he can't walk right now, so that he surpasses him. Wherever Kawhi goes, that team becomes the front runner, within reason. Chicago, he ain't looking at us, right? So so within reason, wherever he goes, if it's the Clippers, my money's on the Clippers. If he stays in Toronto, my money's on Toronto. You know what, Jordan? Here's what's
0: interesting about this sport, right? More so than the NFL, more so than the NHL, more so than Major League Baseball, the power lies in the hand of the player. And you could say that the owner people made that. People don't like that. Oh, I know, I know people don't like people that. Don't like Absolutely that. not. But the, the power lies in the hands of the player. And here's how that happens, right? If we can reconstruct this, it's like, okay, so owners always try to one-up each other. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay him this. I can pay him this. I'm going to pay him this. And it just keeps going up and up and up. And the more that you pay players, the more that the power lies with them. Because now for, you know, for the for, I guess for over the last 25 years in particular this wasn't even the Jordan era, quite frankly. No. It's at, This is more like 20 years. The power lies in the hands of the player where Kawhi is more powerful than the Golden State Warriors ownership group
3: or Toronto's <laughs> ownership group. Isn't that something? 100%. But But you have to uh, and for one, follow Woj every second of the day right now because it's a different thing coming. I, I just saw, and this is the <laughs> world we live in. I just looked at Giannis Antetokounmpo's uh, Twitter page and he put eyeballs up. It uh, got within seconds thousands of responses. It's got to mean something, right? Uh, uh, the Bucks are making some kind of move. Is Chris Middleton leaving? Is somebody coming in? Is Kawhi all of a sudden one of joint forces? I don't know. But it keeps me focused on the NBA, and I love it. I love it. Those eyeballs means Giannis wants out. (laughs) Is Giannis (laughs) on his way to join LeBron? What
0: is happening? Somebody tell me. Do you know that that's like an every other day conversation on ESPN Milwaukee? (laughs) Like we, we can't fathom that a guy would want to stay in Milwaukee and, <laughs> and play basketball. Because Kareem already screwed up once. Kareem was like, you know what? I won the championship, and it's like, you know, was 40, I, 50 years ago. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but but it's still that feeling, like, True. like oh my god, you mean just like Kareem? Like yeah, Milwaukee's nice, man. <laughs> I said Milwaukee's nice, but not to the point where you're going to be there for 10, 20 years. I, I mean, anytime that your theme song. We're
3: Shirley. I love it. You know what I, I got to give credit to you for before you introduce me in? You've done something that nobody in the world has been able to do with our guy. You've been able to hold Ryan Hollins accountable for his words. Yeah, Nobody's <laughs> done that in America. So I got to text him and say, how did Hoodie get you to be held accountable for the crap that you go out there and say? You said you did two free interviews. I can't believe he got one. And he's going to get all 10. He's, You're yes. going to get all 10. Oh, out absolutely.
0: Of absolutely. This is two. Tomorrow's Three.
3: We might skip the draft. Maybe we'll call him during the draft show to
0: see what he's doing.
3: Uh, I, I mean, I love I love Ryan Hollins. <laughs> I, I think Ryan says stuff and he gets off and goes, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. I can't believe I even just said that. He was arguing with Shaq today. I saw that. Now, here's the thing that I wish got more run. The fact that he picked the 2015-2016 Cavs as the second best team of all time. I saw it on his Instagram. You can argue LeBron, MJ, and all that stuff till you're blue in the face. You can't be... The clear-cut winner. What I tell you, it makes you a clear-cut loser, is when you say the Cavs of twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen were the second greatest team of all time. That's just suspension-worthy. I'm calling for Ryan to be suspended for ten days. Wait a minute. It's worse if Machado loses a day for the for the phantom chest bump. Mm-hmm. Take Ryan Hollis off the air for 10 days and give me his paycheck. <laughs> 10 days. Ryan, I want your paycheck.
0: <laughs> Jordan Cornet in the studio with me, Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So I, I look at this draft, and this is the first time that you and I have talked about this. I see the, the top three, but I need your help as far as four through ten. Because I can continue to hear from those that are on the inside and are experts at ESPN that some teams that are in the top ten may want to go down. They see value at the bottom of the draft in the first round and high second. How do you see after Barrett, Morant, and Williamson? How do
3: you see four through ten in the draft? Uh, I think people think the Knicks are crazy, and for good reason. The Knicks at three. Uh, I'm saying for good reason, for other decisions that the Knicks have made. But for them to say they want to do their due diligence and not just say for sure they're going to take R.J., who most likely will be a three, says to me the Knicks are are, are, on to something that the nation doesn't seem to be catching up with, and that is the fact that Darius Garland was believed to be the best point guard coming into this college season. Darius Garland played five games at Vanderbilt this season due to an injury. John Morant got all the shine, deservedly so. He seems like... To me, a generational talent. He seems like he's that kind of good. People believe Darius Garland was as good or better. Jonathan Cavone had this guy pegged as the guy at the point guard position, and he's forgotten about because he was injured. He feels to me like watching Damian Lillard. He feels to me like an immediate impact guy. He's a guy that's now jumped Jared Culver in a lot of these mock drafts since the fourth pick. I think people are starting to come around on, hey, maybe this isn't a three-man draft. Maybe Darius Garland is that fourth guy. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. The Bulls are a team that that is really being aggressive there. A, a Bulls front office that has been trying to figure out who they are and trying to figure out identity for that franchise. They're another team that says we want to go out to four. And I think it's because people are falling in love with Darius Garland, and rightfully so. I think this is a guy. Can you call it under the radar if he's projected at five or six? That's not a fair term. But what I do know is everyone that thinks after R.J. Barrett it's it's nothing is wrong a veteran point guard versus a young rookie point guard
0: that's what you have to weigh if you're the bulls right because it's pretty clear john paxton said without saying it that he was not a big fan of chris dunn he doesn't think that chris dunn is the lead guard for the future for this team that's fine but i need you to be able to identify who that is like are you scared of pat bev too much during the fingernails too west side for you too wild wild for you because- he can, but he
3: can't shoot but he can't shoot okay I, hey, i'm right there with you i like the dirt underneath the teeth i like the west side flavor i like a guy that's ready to man up and get up in anybody on the floor at any time that's a guy that's going to help a locker room like the bulls locker room mm-hmm. but i just wish he could shoot a little bit more yeah I know. <laughs> that's just the thing i would yeah. i wish he could shoot a little bit more and darius possesses that I, they're a franchise that needs to get a point guard, and there's point guards in this draft. I'll tell you another one I like. Kobe White mm-hmm. covered a lot of North Carolina this year, did a lot of their games, love Kobe White. Another guy that people aren't talking enough about. But when you did mention, and I didn't answer the question, very amateur of me, when you talked about the lower end of the draft. We're just having a conversation. Yeah, we're just chopping. We're just That's why I like hanging here we're with you. We're just friends. Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome is a guy that nobody seems to love because he doesn't jump the highest. He doesn't move great laterally. He's not going to win in the sprint. He may not embarrass you with the crossover and get into the lane like that, but he can do that. Ty Jerome, to me, is a guy that's going to have a long career in this league. And I'm telling you, day one can have an impact on a franchise. People got him in the lower end of the first round. And that's a guy that has great value. And he's a winner
0: uh out cue there you go felix right there there's your ty jerome cut for the for the draft there we go and in right there nc right, right there <laughs> so you get thank you for the clean out appreciate yes, that there you go you have mastered the sound soundbite sir <laughs> this is jordan Cornette with me jonathan hood on espn 1000 the espn app oh, okay so um cam reddish
3: a thumbs up thumbs in the middle thumbs down it's it's a, it's a hard one and I, there's there's two ways you can look at this I watched a guy who struggled to produce alongside the first pick of the draft and third pick of the draft. Mm -hmm. If you can't get cooking when you're playing next to two megastars like that and the defensive attention is going to go on those caliber of talents, you're out there playing. You're out there. It's open gym. You're just taking shots because you're wide open and you still can't shoot at a high percentage and produce consistently 15 to 16 points a game. That's problematic because if you can't score like that, when can you score? Mm -hmm. And for a guy that came in with that kind of I mean, highly touted, as highly touted as the rest of them almost, and and just never really found his group. Now, the other side of that is it's hard to keep up with guys of that caliber. Zion and RJ, ball-dominant guys, they're getting theirs. Where do I find my footing? I've gone from being the megastar everywhere I played to being a distinctly third fiddle. And that probably hurt him a little bit. I would just like to see a guy who's getting that clean a look still knocked down at a, at a more impressive clip from three. He's billed as a three and D guy. I didn't see enough D. I didn't see enough three. So for a guy to go as high as he's projected, which could be as high as into the top five, maybe, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. I don't like the Bulls taking him at seven. I don't, I'm not going to tell a kid to stay in school. But boy,
0: if he needs more seasoning away from Zion and away from R.J. Barrett, it'd be him. To see
3: what he can do as the man, you would want to prove that, right? But you're also gonna you're also gonna be getting paid top ten money. I get it. Yeah, we we both get that one, right? Yeah, I just I don't know what he is. That's why I came to you because yeah. I know I don't know what he is in the next level. And, and this is the, the analysis you're gonna get from me on this one. I I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know what the scenarios I just laid in front of you, and I lean towards if he can't get it alongside those two guys all season. I don't feel comfortable that he's really going to get it. But he's young, and he can evolve. And that jump shot is pure to watch. He's got pure mechanics. It's a pretty sight. He's long, he's lean, and he's got athleticism. So it screams 3 and D, and and that is something that you want to put on your team to build. I just I thought I'd see more. But again, it was only one year, buddy. It was only one year. Yeah, it's hard to be able to determine. I I'm looking at
0: some of these other names. I want to ask you about. Throw um, me some other ones. Okay, so and I'm trying to find because I saw like the majority of your games, so I try to find. <laughs> I'm trying to find some ACC love in here. DeAndre
3: Hunter's one that people like. You saw, yeah, you covered him. I like him a lot. He, I wish he was a more fluid athlete. I, I, in the one on one, he was forced to do a little bit more one on one this year, and he did show growth there. I don't think it's as fluid as it needs to be, but he's a sound defender. Got a lot of spots on the floor. He's a good, stretchy-out shooter. He can play a bunch of different places on the floor. And to me, that's very appealing in this era of versatility and interchangeable pieces. DeAndre Hunter possesses that. He's a consummate professional. He was asked to lead that team, and he did, all the way to a national championship. So he, you showed the evolution when it was most needed. Those are things I like. You like Jackson Hayes? Jackson Hayes is from my hometown. He's a Cincinnati guy. Explosive athlete comes from a family of athletes. Very raw, mm-hmm. incredibly raw. 6'11", 4 or five freshmen from Texas. Rim runner, changes ends beautifully. Shot blocker, high level athleticism. He's not a guy that's going to be the rookie of the year in the NBA. He's not going to put up those kind of numbers. But he he complement a roster and a, and a and a a fourth fifth piece beautifully. Uh, He's a guy that knows his role, and he's a guy that I think can develop a jumper. And if he does, that that guy can really turn into something. Seen a lot of Jackson Hayes in the draft, I guess is my point, in in years prior. Um, Elite athletes that are long, lean, and change ends well. Show me a little something else. Give me a little bit more to sell me on why you should distinguish yourself amongst the rest. See, in my
0: big, I need three-point shooting I need to be able to get to the basket. I need to be able to get rebounding. I need to have some intangibles here because, you know, again, you love your guy that could be able to get the the ball to the basket, back to the basket, around the rim.
3: I want him to show. I want some of these bigs to show me a little bit more. So you ain't drafts, drafting Jackson Hayes, yeah. Like, yeah? That you 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 want more boxes to be checked that, in my opinion, aren't checked quite yet. But, again, he's one of those incredibly young pieces. Does Bruno, Bruno Fernando check that box? I've had a Maryland? chance to watch Bruno you know, working out here in Chicago, too. He's a specimen, but I just feel like he lacks it. He's a brute, but he doesn't have enough to him. And watching his workouts, I wasn't impressed. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. I see a lot in the in the top of this
0: draft, and I see a lot of – a lot of projects and a lot of G League. That's not a, I'm just No, and I'm you're saying. not even clowning. Like, that's yeah. real. Yeah. That's
3: real. It's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of projects. I think those first three guys are locks to be success. Mm-hmm. As much as you can call somebody a lock. I feel very confident about those three. I have, as, as much as I've heard and started to see and hear a ton from people, Darius Garland is creeping into that. Oh, it's only three guys. As a fourth guy that complements that draft is top heavy, fits into that upper class of this draft. So here's what I've been talking about, Jordan. Jordan Cornette with me,
0: Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Out. Here's what I've been saying. While you've been on the beach, I've been here working, toiling. I haven't been working. I've been toiling. I've been toiling. And I've, here's what I've been saying to you, sir. And you should have been listening on the, on the beach. <laughs> Shay, I, Shay I, wasn't I, having it. <laughs> she should have tuned in. She already <laughs> hears my voice. She didn't want to hear two of them. <laughs> I have headphones in to, see, to support a brother. So, I, I, so here's what I said. I said this I said that no matter what the Bulls do at seven, right? You're going up. You're going down. You you stand and it's usually for the Bulls, they probably stay at seven and find a player that they want. It's really not about Thursday for me for the Bulls. It, it's okay. about what their roster is. Number one, staying healthy for an sure. entire season to find out what your core is. Which I don't know what their core is if they're always hurt. The other thing is too that in free agency you got to be able to identify that that lead guard. If your if your free agent if your biggest free agent splash is what you did last year with Otto Porter. That's fine, but you got to be able to add along with that. I just don't, like, it's hard for me to determine what Bulls basketball
3: is if half of them always hurt. Yeah, because tell me when you talk about that core, who, is, who fits in that core? Zach fits in that core? Yeah. Lowry fits in that core? Yep. We're throwing Wendell Carter in that core. Have you seen enough of Wendell Carter to believe that he no. is, I mean, obviously he's a, as a core part of the future, but what has he proven to you? He played enough basketball to be, to, to, to say comfortably, this guy's going to be a great pro. There's a great upside. There's a great ceiling there. Chris Dunn, look, as a guy who never got to that level, I don't feel comfortable knocking a guy, so I won't go reckless with my criticism. But he hasn't proven to be a worthy pro that's been gifted the position of point guard in this, in this league. He's not, it doesn't feel like to me an NBA point guard. Chris told me at the hotel in Continental, he's going to be the best point guard in the, in the draft
0: when he was drafted a couple years ago.
3: And I wouldn't have argued that. Right. coming him in Providence. <laughs> right. I loved him. I thought it was a little bit of GP with a little bit more length and a little bit more size and had that grit. It's just he couldn't figure. He, can't, I'm not going to say couldn't. That's past tense like the time has come and gone. He has not figured out how to be an offensive guy yet in this league. And his defense hasn't wowed me either. What butters his bread. So as I look at these Bulls, I say, I like Zach. I like Lowry, although Lowry stumbled at times, but then really put on an impressive stretch. Outside of that, if Pat Beverly made his way on his team, I I would have wanted more shooting, but I like the fire that he brings, and he could probably elevate the rest of the guys around him in a different way, unlike the way Chris Paul was supposed to do it in Houston. Because that didn't go well, did it? No, it did not. Let me ask you this, sir. What was the most interesting thing you saw at your honeymoon? Most interesting thing I saw. I know the most interesting thing that you probably saw if you, if you saw Shay Pepler's Twitter was the Jay Cutler picture of me standing on a balcony, bucky naked. Um. I, the beaches were beautiful that was about it it's a leading question though i feel like no i just like to know <laughs> i would like to, i like to know uh, uh cocktails and no cocktails
0: doing that cutler pose
3: uh so the thing is this can be tmi but this can be my exit from the show for uh-huh. today i'm sure mm-hmm. i would wake i slept in a nude out there i was on vacation man like i was i, I don't usually do that I woke up every morning. It was a beautiful balcony. and overlooked the beach. Nobody could really see up to us, although it looked like in a picture. I walk out there every day, stretch, look outside. Day three, Shay thought it'd be a funny picture, knowing that, that, that my body is nothing to be showcasing on social media. <laughs> I, I don't work out like I used to, but she loves me for who I am. I love myself for who I am. Yes. She posted the picture. I said, go ahead. There's some hateful comments, and I respected every one of them. That's what you get when you put yourself out there like that. To my credit, though, I did not retweet it. So I did not punish any of my followers with the picture. (laughs) Uh, You get tan down there? I mean, look at me, man.
0: You get tan tan down there?
3: (laughs) I got tan (laughs) everywhere. As you look down south. All we trying to do is do good. put on my hood when I walk through hoods.
2: On ESPN 1000. Under the hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
0: Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. It's the Cubs and the White Sox at Wrigley. Here's Jesse Rogers. Jess?
1: All right, Jay Hood. Sox have just tied this game 1-1. We're in the top of the sixth inning. Garcia with a leadoff double off of Cole Hamels, who's been rolling so far tonight. But he scores on a ground ball by Tim Anderson to Hobby uh, Baez. rolled an infield single, but Baez threw it away allowing Garcia to easily walk home to tie this game. So not sure yet if it's an earned run for Hamels. He hasn't given up an earned one uh, this month. It's been 28 consecutive innings without giving up an earned run. We'll find out by the end of this inning. If he gets out of this three strikeouts, it won't be earned. In any case, it's 1-1, top of the sixth. Cubs haven't scored since that first inning when Kyle Schwarber led up the game with a first-pitch home run, his fourth leadoff home run this season, 11th batting first. 16th overall it's the second time in less than a week he's hit the first pitch of the game out but that's all the scoring the Cubs have three hits overall the Sox have tied this game and have a man on first with nobody out 1-1 top of the 6 back to you.
0: Yo it's time for Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
3: Great journeys always reveal one thing the strength you never knew you had before you left. There's the snap, it's a good one. Thomas puts it in the air. It's gone! It's the Bears are in the playoffs. The Bears are in the playoffs. Physical. We're going to
1: get physical. We're going to get aggressive. Trubisky. Play action to the end zone. Touchdown!
2: We'll on three. One, two, three. Four, Hester under it. Backs up to a 16 runs right now. 45-40. the putter to beat. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown. Yeah. Windy City Flyer.
0: It's time to bear down Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Away from Ryan Hollins coming up at 9. Ten his thoughts about the NBA free agency and NBA draft. Also, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. In an hour from now, we're hearing from WWE legend and Bears fan, D'Lo Brown. They'll be with us at uh, 935 here on ESPN 1000. Glad to have you in today. Every night, we give you something. Bears give you something NFL-related. Tonight, we give you both. How about <laughs> How about John Fox? Yes, that John Fox, former Bears head coach. Working for ESPN.
3: I don't know. Is it gonna be heads or tails on Sunday? I don't know.
0: That John Fox. John Fox, when asked who had the worst off season,
3: said this. Which team had the worst off season and why who wants to start us off?
0: I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bears. I think losing Vic Fangio. Mm him becoming the head coach of the Denver Broncos, I think it's huge. That Chicago Bears defense, I mean, it literally, like, fueled their offense. It's the the identity of the Bears.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: when you lose a, a talented defensive coordinator like that, I think there's going to be some slippage there. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears, too. I think
3: uh, when you're going to play defense, you're going to lean on takeaways to help a young offense, and you don't have a kicker, a reliable kicker, that you're going to need those points from after some of those turnovers. Uh, I think the kicking question is is really big right now in Chicago, and
0: I think that might be a problem for them in the season. The first voice was not John Fox. He didn't turn brother on us. (laughs) After his time with the Bears, he just completely just went urban. Yeah, I kind of think it's the Bears too. <laughs> I don't think that, no, that was David Woody. Uh, but, but you did hear from John Fox chiming in and cheating off of the Woody paper, if you pardon the expression, by saying, yes, I agree that the Bears had a bad offseason. Well, John Fox, John Fox actually saying something is an upset. So saying something interesting. His former team, he feels like they had an, a rough offseason. Well, any time that you have not narrowed down your kicker just as of yet, and yes, it's always, it's about competition. It's about what's happening to Bourbon A, but I find it interesting, you know, that Cody Parkey has not been replaced just as of yet. I mean, 28th in national footballing overall accuracy. Could you imagine if they had a good kicker, what the, what the Bears would have been? I mean, if the Bears had a good kicker, the Bears would have lost against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But we'll never know. Because he was because they got knocked out quickly. So, John Fox is right. It's one of the few times I can say that, but John Fox, ESPN's John Fox, is right that the offseason, as far as them not being able to find a kicker, is an issue. Now, the idea that their defensive coordinator is no longer there does not necessarily mean that's a bad offseason. Uh, Vic Fangio was great for the Bears. Doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, now their defense is going to take a step back. At least I don't think so on the surface. Uh Again, that's all we have to determine what that looks like in the 19 season, 2020, 2021. But Vic Fangio did was very good at being able to get the schemes together. But keep in mind, the reason why that defense was good, personnel is good. Charlotte's sure, put the personnel out there first. It's amazing when you win, right, how the coaches and managers get exalted into this godlike status when they lose their garbage. But Vic Fangio did hold things together scheme-wise, but it's up to the players to get in the right personnel to get it done as we bear down right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Okay, some other things, too, I saw uh, from ESPN.com. Rating the offseason for all 32 teams, why the Browns are up top. The whole hype over the Browns is like as soon as the news broke Saturday that Anthony Davis is going to the Lakers, Lakers are the best. And it's just like, wait, you need to have a process for all this, right? There needs to be a process. Yes, it is good to have a difference-making wide receiver in Odell Beckham Jr., but I'm not putting the Browns in the Super Bowl based on a move or two Again, the, the Browns placed a priority of surrounding, you know, Baker Mayfield by getting a wide receiver. John Dorsey did a nice job by taking a chance and signing Kareem Hunt, but you still have to find out what you are. It's still about chemistry. It still matters. So they, they gave statuses, right? The, the status of each team. Rating the offseason, all 32 teams. Elite status was Cleveland, if you can believe that. Above average, the Bills trying to build around Josh Allen. Also, that above average was the Lions. Oh, the Lions. Above average Lions. Who's playing quarterback opposite Darius Slay? Just wondering. The Colts, led by Darius Leonard, the all-pro rookie linebacker, was in that same category. So is Jacksonville. So is Miami. So is the Saints and the Jets and the Eagles and the Steelers and the Titans. Average, according to this ESPN.com piece, The Cincinnati Bengals on this list. They want to try to fix and revamp their offensive line and fix the defensive line while they're at it, by the way. The Dallas Cowboys also on this list. The Chargers, the Rams, the Patriots, the 49ers. Too soon to tell. You ready for too soon to tell? Too soon to tell. Arizona, Atlanta, Baltimore, Carolina, And the Bears, too soon to tell, it says. Find a kicker. The Bears have to replace Cody Parkey, who missed eight kicks last year, including the infamous double doink in Chicago, home playoff loss against Philadelphia. The biggest question still to be be answered is, will quarterback Mitchell Trubisky take another step? Trubisky had a solid year in 2018, but the 24-year-old still will need to play better if the Bears want to win playoff games. That, my friends, is from Jeff Dickerson. In the too soon to tell category, we will see. You just never know year to year. But the Bears are in that same category as as I'm looking at this on ESPN.com. The teams that are too soon to tell, the Bears are in that category, the Cardinals. And I want you to think about this. Are the Bears in the same trajectory as the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Ravens, the Panthers, the Broncos, Packers, Texans? Chiefs, Vikings, Giants, Oakland, Seattle, Tampa. Too soon to tell? I think I know what Oakland is. Garbage. I think I can tell you that, that when you have four or five different ways that you're going about your business as a team, they've had four or five different philosophies. Gruden's only been there for, what, a year, two? It's crazy. Matt Nagy, the head coach for the Chicago Bears, talking about the um, his impressions of the rookie class. Really high.
2: Uh, for, for our guys... Um, A lot of times, in my experience, when you when you get out the first probably three to four days that you see them, you get a good feel for what you think you saw on tape and everything. Well, uh, they continue to just. I think probably the biggest thing when I think about it, the biggest thing would be that they're just all extremely mature. Uh, You know, that's probably what comes to mind, and then so they take being mature out onto the practice field, and they always. uh, they, they, they look to improve and and again I'll go to our first pick this year with David Montgomery um, and and just for him he's quiet but yet he's he's so motivated uh, in a good way Riley Ridley has come out here and with Anthony Miller being out he's gotten a lot more work at the zebra position and so he's getting more reps and that kid is just so laser focused and th- they're that's just two the, f- the first two that we're talking about but very, very impressed with that class.
0: Thoughts there from Matt Nagy. And here is some breaking lions news. <laughs> 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 that roars a... Okay. That that Roar's a lot more impressive than the team. I don't know where we found that, but it's a lot more impressive. That's a ten and six roar, and that's not who they are. Anyway. Matt Stafford, the quarterback for the well shake your head, Davis. Am I not right? Am I right about that or not? That is a pretty impressive roar. Doesn't fit their team, right? Yeah. Ten and, it's You're a right. ten and six roar right. for a six and ten team. You're right. Shake your head. Should We lessen it for the season. <laughs> the roar that is. Well, each loss just bring it down a little. Make, <laughs> make it a make it a cat. Make make it a kitten. By the time we get to the end of the season, I want the, I want I want that just a roar. meow. I, yeah, I want that roar to be strong in September. But as they keep losing games and when they get six and ten, I want that to be Hello Kitty. By the time we get to December. Can we do that? I yeah, that would be funny. Um, and now time for Lions talk. Meow.
3: Meow. Meow.
0: Yeah. Terrible. Hello, Giddy. Uh Matthew Stafford played with broken bones in his back. That's why I kept throwing sidearm. Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford made the injury report last season with the designation of a back injury for the last month of the year, perhaps because it never kept him off the field. But the team website writer, Michael O'Hara, said on a uh, podcast on WJR in Detroit that Stafford was actually playing with fractures. He had a broken back last year. <sighs> broken back and a broken bones in his back. It says... uh Stafford clearly wasn't himself over the last month of the season, but there was never any recognition until now. The injury was serious in any way. 128 straight games Stafford has started. The sixth longest streak by a quarterback in league history. Can I tell you something? Unless he's trying to go for a bonus, it's not worth your health, man. The team around you is not good enough for you to stay on the field. Seriously, and I'm not saying like turn your back on your team. But it's really about the long-term health, isn't it? Unless there's some bonuses. Hey, if he's got escalators in his contract, he's got to play a certain amount of games to get that money, fine. I'm not going to hate him on that. But if it's not worth your life for the Detroit Lions, it's not worth it. I mean, you're out there with the Lions and knowing that your team's not good enough, and yet you're still trying to compete. That's great. It's admirable, but it is the Lions, after all. Now, if it's the Bears, you stay your ass out there.
1: Wild, wow, a crowd is. You do see the sound fly my style.
0: Jonathan Hood. I
1: don't see why I need a stylist
2: when I shot so much I can speak Italian
0: on ESPN 1000. You're listening to Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Mm-hmm. 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 Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 of the ESPN app. We'll hear from Ryan Hollins coming up at 9.10. Also, we'll do Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday at 9.35. But right now, it's time for Tales from the Hood.
1: What do you got here?
2: This is your car. My car? I said a 10-second car, not a 10-minute car. Pop the hood. Pop the hood? Pop the hood. Tales from the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.
3: Here
0: we go. Tales from the Hood is brought to you by Northwestern Football, Chicago's Big Ten team. Join Coach Fitz and the Cats for a terrific college football season. Go to Nusports.com, inusports.com for a terrific home schedule for the Northwestern Wildcats. Tales from the Hood, stories of sports, entertainment, and everything else in between. A couple of, of television notes for you that you should watch. If you have not watched The Shy on Showtime, it is a terrific show. It is in at their season. We got a chance to talk to Ty Davis, Chicago's own, who's in that show. Um, she's just great in the show. And uh, if you missed the season, it's okay. You got to go back and watch it from the beginning. There are certain spots around Chicago that you can identify on the TV show, The Shy. Check it out on Showtime. Just I enjoy that show immensely. And, of course, Billions as well. Like That just ended just uh, last week as well. That thing is a, a funny show, an interesting show, where you don't know who the good guy or the bad guy is half the time on that show. So check that out. Um, now I can wipe that, those two things off my DVR. <laughs> like I, now I'm looking for more shows for the, uh, for the summer. Uh, this story here, a drunk driver was arrested last week for driving a tank through the streets of Poland. Where's Erika Or when you need him? <laughs> the vehicle uh, Soviet T-55 tank that's at least 60 years old belonged to the Polish military. But on June 12th, shortly before 10 p.m., it looked like he was attacking residents. And residents, of course, called the police. According to the Polish newspaper, the unnamed driver, 49, was only responsible for putting the tank on and off its trailer. But the trailer broke and it was being repaired, he drunkenly decided to take the war machine out for a joyride. By the the time the cops arrived, he had had parked the 40-ton machine, which was uninsured on a main street, and was standing nearby. Another man, believed to be his passenger, was also present. It's not clear if the muddled motorist caused any permanent damage, and he was arrested once he sobered up. He faces eight years in prison. For creating direct danger, how about that? A drunken dude, right? Eight years in prison, not jail. Eight years in prison for that. Here, hey, that's yeah. uh, that's some stiff laws right there. <laughs> that's that's amazing. All right. Oh, by the way, and um, I Tava says a show that is on now. Did you? Wa- you said you were going to watch over the weekend. I saw one episode of it. Um, the Ava Duvernay piece yes when they see us when they see us have you seen i've seen all the episodes all four you saw all of them yes and you came to work today
1: i did i told you i stayed in the house
0: <laughs> okay.
1: the day i watched it
0: okay I'm just, i've only seen one okay but you but that's uh that's on netflix
1: yes yeah so i th- hear it's fantastic
0: yeah i mean i'm surprised davis is here after that i was watching that with my wife and i had never seen her she had her fist balled up and i'm like are you okay you need to take a walk. Check that check that show out. It's very very compelling. You've Com- only watched one, yeah. So far, I'm a busy man. I work. So uh, so so now when I got some downtime, episode two, three, and four probably over the weekend. But yeah, I was I, I was I saw one, and that's. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Prepare your heart. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Pastor. I, I will <laughs> I will prepare my heart for sure. All right, that's Tales for the Hood right here on ESPN one thousand of the ESPN app. Um, a lot of movement in NBA free agency. A lot of conjecture, a lot of hand-wringing, a ton. We talk about it coming up next. And Hot Take holiday You're listening to my mans and them. Just some men that's on the mic. And when we rock up on the mic, we rock the mic. J-Hood. Oh, yeah. On ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app.